Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, micro-batch bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit OldRaleighDistillery.com. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind-the-scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. Speaking of all the ways that the pet market is exploding, I got a pitch yesterday. Are you ready? I got a pitch for a pet life alert. What? <laughs> what does it do? Who pushes the button? How does it? Who comes running? You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm host Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball from living our lives and having conversations in our city. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. So this podcast is where we give you inside access to the behind the scenes scoop things that were too hot to print or too much to fit in the magazine. Basically, what's left on the editing room floor. So let's dive into the newest issue. With me today is Editor-in-Chief Melissa Hausam, and we're talking about one of our favorite topics, our pets, our dogs. Like plants, adding a pet to the family has become quite trendy or even obsession during the pandemic. So we leaned in with our pets and parenthood movement issue. Melissa? Yes, you know, I was super excited about this. Um, I'm known to, you know, be a dog mom, a little bit obsessed with my own dog. But um, if you listen to us, then you know recently we've been really interested in digging into things that have surged in popularity of late, like um, houseplant hysteria brunch. Um, And so just like your Morgan Treeman plant or your resting brunch face, all these things you perfected mid-pandemic— here's pets and it's not a passing fad um and that's kind of what we found out it's something that is absolutely a recognizable shift in culture and human interest that was born out of the pandemic and you know pets are not new but it's definitely something that's changing the the interest level oh for sure i mean clearly pets aren't new and our pet issues have been popular in the past but this time we wanted to look at sort of the growing interest and sort of the current problems Related, which we've both lived firsthand, oh, yeah. the groomer shortage, and we want and and you know what's funny is I didn't ask you to lean into mm-hmm. the business side of pets, <laughs> and you did it anyway. I'm rubbing off on you. You're going to be drinking gin before this is over with. So, um, fun fact. Yes, <clears throat> I ordered a gin drink. God, shame. At uh, Cachillo at North Hills. I swore I'd never tell you, but I'm here to do it. I told you. I told you I'd convert her. I told you. If you haven't listed, listed, (laughs) go back to vodka and gin. She's a vodka drinker. I'm a gin drinker, and I'm going to convert her. Oh, God. But moving back. It's happening. But yes, okay, so back to pets. So, yes, uh, if you've listened to us before, you know that the struggle is real. Um, Gina likes for me to lean into business, and I want to lean into the cultural aspect. And And ultimately, they become these beautifully balanced stories. But this is one where she didn't say a word. I think she was happy for it to be like a furry, fun, fluffy pet story. It's summer. It's light. It's what people want. 
And I start digging into this and, you know, I'm expecting the pandemic surge, but what I'm not expecting is this huge business story, which is part of, or a huge part of what we got. So as a result of the growing interest in pets in the last two years, the global pet market value is $261 billion. That's incredible. It's insane. I can't even like, that's a number I can't even wrap my head around. And so Americans are projected to spend about $110 billion in 2022 on their pets. So this is fascinating, obviously, even for somebody that usually is like, no, I just want to show like the pretty cultural part. Um, this, I couldn't help myself. And I just really dug into this and it's bogging down. the. So obviously it's boosting the economy, but it's bogging down the industry at the same time. Well, yeah. I mean, and the other thing is they're, just like every other industry, they're affected by the big quit or overworked, underpaid groomers. Mm -hmm. So I had an appointment in, I guess, April, May, and I get a call saying our groomer has quit and we don't know when we're getting one back. And my dog, you know, my perfect little Otis, <laughs> um, the Westie that he is, gets very dirty. And after six weeks, he needs a bath and he needs mm -hmm. to be groomed. We went about three months until we oh, could God. find a groomer who could get us in. Um, and, and and that's what we're hearing everywhere. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. So I went through this with Millie. Like, I actually have a picture on my Instagram where she looks like Cousin It. I'm not kidding. <laughs> like, I actually put a ponytail in her hair and everything. It's awful. But— um, she had a groomer at Wolfgang Village District, which I love, and her name's Kaylee. Shout out. Super amazing, but she moved to Apex. I didn't want to drive to Apex, and so I scoured the city. I couldn't believe the number of people that weren't taking new pets or that the wait list or whatever. And so this is an experience that both you and I had that definitely drove a part of this feature to help people. Um, and I'll say now I drive to Apex because I couldn't find a Kaylee. So I'm pretty sure she spends more time and more money on Millie's hair than she does on her own. Not that hers doesn't look great, but I'm well. just saying <laughs> driving to Apex, I wouldn't do that. But the typical grooming appointment for a 16-pound dog, which is what I have, and you do too, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. 70 to $80. Yep. And that's every... Four to six yeah, to eight weeks. Yeah, they recommend four weeks. We go six because yeah. ain't nobody got money for that. But, right. I mean, it's ridiculous. But by then, Millie does start to look like she, you know, she might be mismanaged a little bit. Well, and I even started looking because I love the whole mobile idea. I mean, that way they come to me and I don't have mm -hmm. to, you know, and especially after the first time, then you don't have to be home. They will go in, get your dog once they're familiar with what you want. I signed That's up, cool. put my credit card in, did the 14-page questionnaire, did everything, never heard from them. They are so swamped. They don't need my business. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a supply-demand problem. And the other part of that is I realize I don't want to sit around as a pet owner, nor do I have time to sit around and call every groomer mm -mm. from here to kingdom come, and then you don't know which ones are good and which ones are not. So we did the hard work for you. That's part of the feature. Grab an issue. So we vetted the best groomers in town, and then I literally called and talked to every single one of them. And firsthand. they will take new clients. Yeah. So we didn't put anybody who said no, we won't take exactly. Anyone. So we are going to put a couple online that are like pending waitlist new clients. But in our issue, we have new clients only, and these run the gamut from traditional to boutique to mobile. I think it's an important point to make that one of the things that we tapped into in the groomers is what kind of services they offer because. Some are traditional where you do like a 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. drop-off. Um, others my have, style. Right. And others have more boutique-like uh, human hair salon component where it's like a one- to two-hour appointment. This isn't something I thought a lot about before I rescued Millie. 
My last dog, Heidi, was like a honey badger. You just wish she didn't give a shit about anything. And so I loved being able to drop her off at 7 a.m., pick her up at the end of the day. Life goes on. I kept that same groomer when I got Millie after Heidi passed, and Millie was a pound surrender. So, you know, I'm sure everybody knows if you're taking a dog to a groomer for 12 hours, they're going to spend some time in a cage. I mean, that's just reality. And when I picked Millie up, they were like, this didn't work for her. She was traumatized. Like, she basically thought she was being abandoned again. So I think it's really interesting that there's all—there's something for everyone. And that's one of the things that we covered. So if it works for you to—you need the drop-off, you need a doggy daycare component. Some of the doggy daycares have groomers. Um, you need a mobile to come to your house. You know, we kind of just touched on something for everyone. I I can do the boutique service in Apex because I have a cool boss. You do have a cool <laughs> boss. I will attest to that. That's me. A local icon since 1949 and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. For more event details and other Village District happenings, you can follow Village District on Instagram at Shop Village District, visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com, or sign up to receive texts by texting the word VILLAGE to 919-701-0202. Um, you know, I think back to when Wolfgang, this is back in my previous life, and I owned another magazine, when Wolfgang opened and I was, I rolled my eyes. I, I was not a pet owner. I, I admit that. And I was like, seriously, I'm going to buy $14 treats custom <laughs> and I'm going to have a birthday party for my dog. I've got four kids. Are you kidding me? I didn't get it. It's so funny because Wolfgang is a boutique. It's a I bakery. It. Oh, and now it's like, it, you know, the pet oasis, right? You know it's opened a block from our office. Yes, I do. Okay. But until they can prove to me they have a Kaylee on Creedmoor, I'm still going to Apex, but we'll talk. But, yeah, my mom actually just said because she takes her dog to Wolfgang, too. She actually also drives to Apex now. No good luck. We're just going to do it together. But, but she just made a comment about these treats. You know, we've been looking a lot at their food and their health, and like everyone else. But we've been trying to do these kind of clean treats, and she just counted that there was this $12 bag of treats, and it had 18 treats in it. And she was like, I don't know. This is, you know, where do you draw the line? Like, I mean, anything for these dogs, but at the same time, like, that's ridiculous, well, you know? And and she's been talked about a lot. I have more kids than the one I talk about a lot, but Hayden <laughs> um, is definitely on the plant and pet bandwagon and has a new dog that she rescued, Finn, who she bought— I did not, not my money, $14 custom cookies for this dog. And I was like, are you nuts? A, that means you have too much money to spend. But it's it's incredible what people are spending on treats and um, all kinds of special things for their animals. And Hayden's 20, right? She's 20. So she's square in the middle of this. You know, I don't want to keep driving the point home. But the thing is about that, the younger side of the millennial generation and I, I can't make this stuff up. Like, these are just the facts. Uh, millennials born between—well, and she's a little younger. She's top of Gen Z. Right. But millennials born between 1981 and 1996, wait for it, make up roughly one-third of pet owners. That's insane. So in terms of them and their control of the market, 
and where the dollars are being spent, you're not just talking about pets. Now you're talking about their interests, right? You're talking right. about eco, tech, raw foods, CBD, supplements. So, you know, in Gen Z, where Hayden is, they're actually expected to sustain the pet parenthood movement through 2030. So she, her dollars matter a whole lot right now, and she's using them to buy plants and pets. And, and this is actually interesting because the other part of this is a segue is that in May— they just announced that the new median age of childbirth, human children, <laughs> to be clear, is 30. Oh. Median. I have four kids, and so I often say, are you going to have kids? And my boys are like, yeah, I'll probably have one or two. I'm not going to have four. Hayden's like, nope, I'm going to have the five dogs. She is totally mm -hmm. falls right into that group. She's like, I've replaced the whole desire to be a mom. I think she'll grow out of that, by the way. We all do. It's been recorded um, now. Right. So we'll see. <laughs> but, but I think there's this, you know, this movement of mm -hmm. replacing that sort of childhood responsibility with pethood. Yeah, they talked about when they announced the median that a lot of women were having babies in their 40s. What they wanted that was different than before was to focus on their careers first. Mm -hmm. And certainly they have these other things to nurture, too. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But but she really is the poster child for these movements that we're talking about. For sure. I mean, she's fallen right into it. I don't know if that means mm -hmm. she's cliche. She's probably going to listen to this and not love that I said that. But it's like— No, I'll give her credit. I'll say she's driving the trend. There you go. <laughs> you know, the, the interesting piece is I had never owned a pet personally. When I got married, my husband, ex-husband, had a dog, and so that became the family pet. But I had never had a dog. And about a couple of years ago, I went on Pet Finder. In a brief moment without even telling my kids, I don't know what I, I, I mean, I, I know what I was thinking, but I was like, I used to say we weren't having kids, we weren't going to have a dog until my kids didn't eat off the floor. And my youngest was 10 at the time. And he was like, Mom, I don't eat off the floor anymore. <laughs> and I was liar. avoiding it because it's a lot of responsibility. I mean, it just is a lot of responsibility and it's time consuming. But I went on Pet Finder and I wanted a, I wanted a Westie, a West Highland Terrier. It went weeks. I never heard anything. They would send me something, and it was some mix with, like, a German Shepherd and a West Highland, and you're mm -hmm. like, mm, no. And then I got a notice about two little terriers, gorgeous dogs, and they said, we're happy to separate them. They've been together for 10 years. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. You don't take 10-year-old brothers and separate them. Right. So I ended up adopting both of them. And they that. they had been owned by a 70-year-old couple, and she died, and he didn't he couldn't care for them. And um, we lost one of them during COVID, but, mm. but just amazing dogs. And I, I really like that pet finder because it gives you the— the opportunity to be in control of the search. And they're rescues. They're not—you're not buying a dog. You're mm -hmm. rescuing a dog. Yeah, that's another way this has really changed. Like growing up, you know, the song, How Much Is That Doggy in the Window? Mm -hmm. That's—it was breeder culture. And now rescuing is more normal, if not the norm. And I love that. I used Pet Finder to find Millie, too. It wasn't something I was familiar with when I lost Heidi— um, my best friend recommended that I go on Pet Finder, and I was like, I'm not ready. You're crazy. And she was like, no, 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 no. I think it'll just show you that there are thousands of dogs that need a home, and it will give you hope. Right. And I think it sounds like I did what you did because you can filter this by breed, sex, age, you know, anything you could possibly want, a specific rescue. Uh, it's like match.com for dogs. And so, um, and you literally swipe left. You, right? you, you swipe. Just swipe. I just kept swiping. And so I 
okay, you know, let me see what's out there because I couldn't imagine loving again, you know. And so I just started swiping, and I went 70 miles, and there was Millie's little face. And Heidi was a Maltese. I didn't want another Maltese because I want to replace her. So I wanted something similar, like a Shih Tzu. And it turns out Millie's a Shih Tzu Maltese. And then I DNA'd her because she's a crackhead, and so she's a little bit of a poodle, too, it turns out. But <laughs> I'll never get another poodle. But that's one of the top five poodles. You're just trying to say that because you want to have the top five breed. No, no, I'm saying I don't want that. Oh. <laughs> no, no. So I, I got her. They were like, she's a Maltese. And I was like, she's black. She's not a Maltese. They're like, she's a Shih Tzu Maltese. And then she could jump up to my waist. So I DNA'd her. And it's Shih Tzu Maltese Poodle, but the I'm top really five surprised breeds. by the top five breeds. I I mean, except for the Frenchie, they're right. all bigger dogs. I know. So the Lab is number one in both Raleigh and the U.S., and it's been number one in the U.S. since like 1991 or something. That's they're big dogs. Yeah, they are hairy dogs. They leave hair everywhere. They do. I mean, I, know. I love them, and they're great, and they're super fun and friendly and nice and warm and loving. So don't write any letters and tell me I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, they're just big dogs. They're good best friends, but they're kind of, they're, well, I don't want letters either. I was going to say they're not the smartest breed in the box, <laughs> right? And then, but they're so loving and they're so loyal, but they shed like crazy. Well, this, all of these do. Golden uh, Retrievers, yeah. number two. Well, they're very smart, but they shed like, they're even worse. Oh, no. And then, uh, yeah. And then the German Shepherd, oh, well, which I love, go. which yeah. has, has been on the cover of Raleigh Magazine before. But the Frenchie is just a unique, that's the only small dog. And- and I guess the poodle is the too. Poodle. But, but the poodle, I would like to argue that this is wrong. And what's so popular about the poodle is that all the hybrids. The like, golden doodle and all yes. those non-shedding, yeah. tall, lanky. Yeah, yeah, labradoodle, golden doodle. Yeah, right. all those. Campbell University School of Law offers a wholly online or in-person two-semester patent law certificate program designed for technology executives, engineers, paralegals, and more. The deadline to apply for the Patent Law Certificate Program is August 1st. Learn more and apply at law.campbell.edu. I have to make sure I tell you this because I think it's hilarious. But speaking of all the ways that the pet market is exploding, I got a pitch yesterday. Are you ready? I got a pitch for a pet life alert. What? (laughs) What does it do? Who pushes the button? How does it? Who comes running? I've fallen and I can't get up. Like, I'm not going home. I barely go home when my kids call and say somebody's hurt. I'm like, really? No. Yeah. So, well, I mean, there's a lot of room in the market. I get this. I wasn't going to tell you this, but I opened my Amazon to order something for work and I saw a, a dog life vest. And I called Hayden and I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> You buy that with your own money, but not on my account. And she goes, but mom, what if Finn can't swim? I'm like, he's a dog. He can doggy paddle. He's doggy That's paddle. Where it came That's from. how we all learn. No, 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 no. We're not buying a dog life. She lives She's at a the new beach. Mom. She's, She's a, a new mom. mom. She's gonna have the the pacifiers that you wash off the minute it hits the ground. I get it. I get it. Oh, but I love you, Hayden. Yeah. Okay, so we should do some rapid fire, right? Where's right. the name Otis? So our dogs. When we pick them up, we're named like, I don't even know, like Cloud and Shadow or something weird. <laughs> and I said, were they? The, they just were so generic. I'm like looking at those dogs. I'm like, there's no way somebody named them that. So I figured they didn't know the names. And I said, are you sure? And I, for two weeks, I walked around calling Cloud and Shadow. And they like, no. So mine are Otis and Oscar. And if I get a third, which I'm not, 
I'm not. I'm done. Is Oliver. Oh, no, you have to because that's so cute. It's cute. But Millie is um, short for or like an offshoot of Sam Mills from the Panthers. Like we always say we're big sports fans. But it's not just that. So his he's actually, he died of cancer, and he is famous for the phrase, keep pounding. Mm-hmm. And when my former dog passed away, they had given her two weeks to live two years before she died. So she made it an additional two years, and she wasn't sickly. She was she just kept living. And mm. so I felt like it was a tribute to her, a tribute to the Panthers. And so out of Sam Mills, I got Millie. But everybody thinks it's just that trend to, like, name your dog some 100-year-old person's name. And I would say, for the record, it's not. It's not. It has a purpose behind it. Exactly. Everybody in my family jokes that Otis is named after um, Andy Griffith, the drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Which has no reflection on me. It's just that I liked the Andy Griffith show. But naming was popular like plants. And we talked about that on the Plants podcast. So people have really funny names, punny names for their pets. Well, naming is important. I always say, I'm always amazed by people when they name their children. Do they not think about (laughs) that somebody has to spell that? And I'll go on the record here. Don't name your kid a normal name and then spell it funky and think it's cute. For the rest of their lives, they have to spell it, and they have to explain it. I have to tell you this. This is this is not about pets, but yeah. it's on point, and it's hilarious. You know how you, like, know when you're little that at some point your name is going to be an old person's name? So when I'm little, it's like Alice and Shirley and whatever. Sally. So this weekend, there was a viral meme that this man, you know, probably roughly my age, posted that said— his niece said, oh, I don't know. She had some old person's name, like Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> Which means, like, Melissa, Kristen. Right. And so, but then the caption was hilarious, and it's to your point. And he's like, look here, McKaylee. And he spells it like M apostrophe A (laughs) apostrophe K, whatever. And he's like, you're becoming toxic. He just, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think think dog names are as important as kid names. I think you have to really think about their personality, and you have to think about, but there are some funny ones. Oh, yeah. So what's your favorite? You know, I I, I kind of like that Sarah Jessica Barker. That's a good one. And there was another one that went along with that, which was Jimmy Choo. Except I can't say all that when I scream, no. Otis, come here. <laughs> I can't imagine screaming, Sarah Jessica Barker, come here. But there were some pretty good ones. Yeah, yeah one Mutt like. Damon. Mm, and Kanye Westy. I don't ever <laughs> think about name. I would never think about naming my dog or my kid after a celebrity. I wouldn't have thought of that either. I did originally want, like, because I love puns, I originally did want something really clever, but. How cool is it that the um, beagle on the cover of Raleigh Magazine's name is Cooper? Yeah, that was one of the. After Governor Cooper. Yes, which was also one of the top five traditional names. I think the first one's Luna, right? Yes. Yes. And then Cooper's, like, number four. I hate to admit this, um, but we have been on the search for a Hurricanes jersey for Otis. Mm -hmm. He has a. Georgia Bulldog jersey, and he is photographed in it mm-hmm. for almost every Georgia football game. So does Millie have any um, NC State wear or anything else? So Millie hates clothes. It's a problem. But she does have a bandana that's monogrammed Milla the Killa. <laughs> <laughs> My neighbor who walks her for me when I'm at work named her that because Millie is the sweetest dog you've ever met until she's on a leash and sees another dog. And then we call her a homicidal maniac. And all she wants is to just get to the other dog to kiss it. But she you wouldn't know that right. if you saw her behave that way. 
Um, but no, she hates clothes. So I'm jealous that Otis is cooperative. Otis participates. He'll go along. Well, I want to know where you got it, and I'm going to get an NC State one, and yeah. maybe that'll turn the tide for us. Absolutely. Aware of that. I will send it to you. Sounds good. Thanks for chatting. This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. We'd love it if you gave this podcast a rating and review and share it with your friends. This podcast was edited and produced by EarFluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon. Plant and pet bandwagon. Plant and pant. Mm. Plat. It's so hard to say. Plant and pant. <laughs> you can do it. I'm really surprised by the top fruit. You know, she's not comfortable picking on Gina. I do it all day for sports, so. You do. fired yet. (laughs) Not yet. Not yet. Day's not over.